الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذاق طعم الإيمان من رضي بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد رسولا صلى الله عليه وسلم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سسبكت علماء كرام brothers and elders <coughs> in this very concise hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which is reported in many books of ahadith sahih muslim and various other books very concise three short sentences but this is the crux of everything and if a person gets this one hadith sharif in his life then the essence of deen will be in his life Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that that person zaqa ta'am al-iman that person will taste the sweetness of iman who has these three attributes three qualities in him so there are three qualities and three attributes that are being discussed nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says the person who acquires these three things then he will taste the sweetness of iman now iman is not something that is tangible that can be physically tasted and yet the expression here is that a person will taste its sweetness so what does this mean because something that is can be put into one's mouth can be tasted with one's tongue that can be described as something sweet or whatever the taste may be But this is not something of that nature so what is the meaning of this sweetness So many of the muhaddithin explain that this is a sweetness which is in the heart and it's a sweetness which shows itself in a person's amal. One explanation is that istilzazut ta'at that a person who has gained the sweetness of iman what it actually means is that he will start enjoying his ibadat. He will not be running away from ibadat but ibadat would be a source of great joy for him happiness for him he would be looking forward to his salah and let alone the faraid let alone the compulsory salah even the nawafil he will be going to bed after isha salah and be eager when can i wake up for tahajjud salah وعدہ آنے کا شب اخیر میں ہے صبح سے انتظار شام ہے علامہ سید سلیمان ندوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ 
he expresses this feeling in a couplet in Urdu and he says that Wada aane ka shabe akhir mein hai that the promise of meeting the appointment the appointment is in the last part of the night what he is actually referring to is that in the hadith sharif it is mentioned that when the last one third of the night comes in then Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend and Allah Ta'ala himself calls out that hal min mustaghfirin fa'aghfirala is there anybody seeking forgiveness I may grant him forgiveness hal min mustarziqin fa'arzuqa anybody seeking sustenance and rizq I may give it to him hal min mubtalan fa'u'afiya somebody in any problem I may remove that difficulty from him is there anybody asking so this is the time where Allah Ta'ala himself is proclaiming asking calling and the person who is there at that time to receive then this is a special time between him and his creator so he says that this appointed time is in the last part of the night but from the morning the yearning is already there for when night will come the person is like restless and he is losing patience that this night is taking too long when will this night pass that this special moment may come and this appointment time may arrive so this is istilzazu ta'at this is what the sahaba ikram had acquired and their various incidents in their lives this is the testimony to them having acquired this pleasure within their hearts sahabi is reciting quran sharif in salah while guarding the tent of rasulullah sallallahu and he is spotted by the enemy and he is shot at with an arrow the arrow pierces him but he is not yet ready to break his salah because he is in such a enjoyment in that salah that he cannot stop and he continues and then when only he fears that just now I may collapse so then it will be danger to Rasulullah so he quickly terminates his salah and wakes his companion up that there is danger please take care now but initially he was not prepared to break his salah despite being shot by an arrow and our condition is that let alone a mosquito even a fly is too much to totally distract us from our salah now where were they and where are we what is the difference the difference is this istilzazu ta'at they had this taste of ibadat person is reciting Quran Sharif then he is engrossed in it he is immersed in it person is making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala then this is something which his heart and soul is in it and at that time somebody can come and offer him the whole world in return but he is in such a state at that time that he doesn't want to see anything of the world so this is the meaning of istilzazu ta'at then together with this that a person who has acquired the sweetness of iman the second aspect is that وَإِثَارُهُ عَلَى جَمِيعِ الشَّهَوَاتِ one is that he will get this pleasure of ibadat but then together with that he will give preference to this over anything and everything that comes in its way especially anything that becomes a distraction that is any sin any disobedience of Allah Ta'ala he will never give preference to any disobedience over the obedience of Allah Ta'ala 
this is the effect of this sweetness of Iman. That when this sweetness has been acquired, then this will be its effect. And what tahammulul mashaq fi mardatillah. And he will be ready to undertake any difficulty to acquire the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. It is the summer month, Fajr Salah is early, he is very tired, but he is prepared and not just prepared, more than happy to undertake the difficulty of giving up his sleep and the mujahada and effort that it may require to leave his home at that time and proceed to the masjid and perform his salah. But he will be ready to do this for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And if it is the very cold winter morning, severely cold, despite the freezing weather outside, here in Durban we have it very easy in winter also, many places it is much under zero degrees, it's minus five somewhere, and some place minus ten degrees, Fajr time. But a person, when this sweetness of Iman has come, then he will give preference to taking that difficulty, that mujahada, whatever the effort is, but he will not give preference to his sleep at that time. So this is the effect of this sweetness of Iman. But while many muhaddisin explain it to this extent, others explain it to something beyond that. They say this is in its place, this goes without saying. This is something that is obvious. But the sweetness of Iman is something over and above that. And this is something perceptible. It is something that a person can actually physically experience. Just like a person putting something sweet in his mouth, there is a taste of sweetness within him. And depending how sweet that may be, sometimes from head to toe he might feel is turned into sweetness. So just as that is a physical situation, a physical experience. You say the sweetness of Iman is a physical experience. And Hafiz ibn Hajar rahmatullahi the author of Fathul Bari, he says that this is the correct explanation of this. And on such occasions, there is this little couplet that is expressed. That إِذَا لَمْ تَرَ الْهِلَالَ فَسَلِّمْ لِأُنَاسٍ رَأَوْهُ بِالْأَبْصَارِ Sometimes, the Eid moon is only cited by a few people. 10, 15, 20 people cited it, but 10 million people observe Eid. Oh. So that 15, 20 people who cited it, they are reliable people. So on the reliable people's testimony, everybody made Eid. So the poet is saying that if you didn't see the moon, accept the testimony of the reliable people. Oh. They are saying that they saw it, you'll have to accept their testimony, you'll also enjoy your Eid. Oh. So likewise, those who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with this sweetness, who can feel this physical experience, they are testifying and they are reliable people. So we will have to accept their testimony. And if we persevere, someday Allah Ta'ala will bless us with it also. Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi rahimahullah, he says that inna ahlal layli fi laylihim alazhu min ahlil lahwi fi lahwihim that the people who stand up in the night in ibadat, outwardly it seems this person is in a real difficulty. He left his bed, it's a cold night, sometimes in winter, and he's standing in salah. One is a person who has all the facilities and all the amenities to keep the room hot, warm, 
many people have no such arrangements and facilities in the cold night the person is standing in salah it seems like this person is in a real difficulty Junaid Baghdadi rahmatullahi is saying that the people standing in salah in front of Allah Ta'ala they are in greater enjoyment than those who are in their merry making and amusements what do these people know what is enjoyment and this is what Ibrahim bin Adam rahimahullah says that wallah he takes a qasam by Allah Ta'ala that wallah inna lafi lazzatin that we experience such joy such pleasure law alimahal muluk la jadaluna alihi bisuyuf if only kings knew what joy we have because they are slaves of pleasure they only look for pleasure wherever they can find it had they known the pleasure in our hearts they would come with their swords to try and snatch it from us but this is not something that can be snatched at the edge of a sword this is what allah taala blesses the heart with and he blesses it to those who devote themselves entirely to allah taala so nabi islam is saying that that person will taste iman taste the sweetness of iman who who has these three attributes in him the first thing is man radiya billahi rabba the one who is content with allah taala being his rabb he's totally at peace and at ease that allah is my rabb i have nothing more to worry about and whatever allah taala's decree for me is that is best for me and because allah taala is my rabb nothing can come between me and allah taala one sahabi had gone to sham to syria to go and buy wine because it was not yet haram at that time so he took his whole life savings took his whole life savings and went to syria to sham and he bought this whole consignment is coming with it that now he's coming with imported goods so it will fetch a very good price here now so he brings this imported consignment and comes and he's on the outskirts of madinatul munawwara and somebody comes and says to him that you coming with this do you know what ayat has been revealed while you went away while you were gone there was an ayat of the quran sharif that was revealed so what ayat was revealed innamal khamru wal maisiru wal ansabu wal azlamu rijsum min amali shaitan fajtanibuhu and all these aspects of gambling every type of gambling and all these intoxicants these are all filth this is all najis and it is total dirt and it is the handiwork of shaitan shaitan uses this to create destruction of a person's deen and of a person's dunya also by means of gambling and intoxicants it will cause havoc in his deen it will cause havoc in his dunya it will turn his dunya upside down also it will t- bring turmoil in his family as well it will bring a whole musibat and disaster to everything around him this is how dangerous this is so allah taala revealed this ayat therefore fajtanibuhu la'allakum tuflihun totally refrain from it stay far away from it so dangerous it is and so harmful and destructive it is that there are few things that have been warned against as much as intoxicants in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reported to say, have said that allah taala curses 10 people who are associated with intoxicants allah taala 
curses 10 people, when Allah Ta'ala's curse comes, then what can be, who can save the person? The person who drinks it or takes it, the person who serves it, the person who makes it, the person who transports it, the person who manufactured it, all different levels of involvement in it, 10 people have been cursed regarding this one aspect. This is the extent to which, or of how abhorred this is, how detested and how hateful this is in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. The 10 people who are associated with it in any way, any level, all become cursed by Allah Ta'ala. So, Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Don't come anywhere close to this. This is ritsum min amali shaitan. Fajtanibu. If you want to be successful, stay far away from it. Don't come anywhere close to it. So this Sahabi has come now with this whole consignment and he's informed that this is the ayat of the Quran Sharif that has been revealed. So he leaves it there and he comes to Madinah Munawwara, comes inside, comes to Rasulullah sallallahu and he asks that this is what I have been told. So what is the command? What do I have to do now? So Nabi Salaam says to him, this is clear what the command is. That this is haram, it's forbidden. There is no way you can do anything with it. It has to be dis- disposed of. So he leaves from there and he goes to where this was kept. And there and there he destroys everything. Flows it down the streets. Now what is he flowing down the streets? His whole life's capital. His life's earnings. Every cent that he had saved up was all in this. And he's seeing it flowing down. But he is happy with that because Raditu Billahi Rabba. I am happy with Allah being my Rabb. My nurturer, my sustainer, my nourisher is Allah. Not this. Not my business. Not my expertise. Not my skill. Not my intelligence. Not anything. My Rabb is Allah. And therefore, my success will be in that which Allah Ta'ala has ordered. What Allah Ta'ala has made permissible. What is haram? What is forbidden, there can never ever be any good in it. No matter how glittering it can be from outside. No matter how it might be lucrative, it sounds so nice and tempting. But anything that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, there can never be any good in it. It is just a very very glittery wrapping over a very destructive thing inside. Poison in a very very nicely packaged bottle. But it's poison inside. So the person who has this complete contentment with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb, then being in dunya sometimes, some challenges will come. The Sahaba Ikram also experienced challenges. Nabi Islam also tied stones to his belly, out of severe hunger. But a person who has this yaqeen and this conviction, and who is content with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb, and number one, he will confine himself to whatever the commands of Allah Ta'ala are. He will not dare go one step out of it. And then he will be totally content with Allah Ta'ala's decree. He will make dua for whatever his needs are. He will make an effort. He will turn to Allah Ta'ala to remove his difficulties and problems and hardships. But he will confine himself to what Allah Ta'ala has made permissible. And he will refrain from everything that is haram and forbidden. And he will be patient, whatever the conditions are. He'll observe patience on it. So the first thing is that a person is content with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb. And this is the effect of it. That he will now be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. And وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا This is the second thing that will be in his life. 
person who is trying to achieve this sweetness of Iman that now he is totally happy with Islam being his way of life content on it not looking for anything outside it now comes that time of the year now when everybody is in another mood and everybody is going in another direction so a person who is now also looking that I am getting left out because I can't go and enjoy myself in the way these people are I cannot be frolicking on the beach in the middle of all the nudity and he's feeling disappointed about it then he is actually feeling disappointed Allah forbid about his way of life that pure and perfect way of life of Islam that Allah has blessed him with that pure way of life which protects him in every single way protects his iman protects his chastity protects his purity protects his heart protects his mind protects his family protects his marriage protects everything but he wants to look outside at those who are putting everything on the line and what appears to be something very very glamorous he is also getting deceived by that external picture and feeling disappointed Allah forbid so a person who has this that he is totally happy Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with Iman blessed me with this gift of Islam Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with this gift of this path of deen which is a path of complete haya and modesty of shame a path which doesn't allow any kind of immorality and vice which protects a person in every way he is content about this and therefore he conducts everything according to the commands of Allah wa ta'ala, according to the Sharia to Islam if it is his nikah then that too he conducts it in the way that Islam has taught him and if it is a funeral that too he conducts in a way that Islam has prescribed if it is his business then it is conducted in the way that Islam has prescribed if it is some social aspect then that too the same way and everything about his life he will be first asking what is the command of deen many a times our question revolves around why the question revolves around why, why is this whereas as mu'mineen that is not the question we should be asking why we should be asking what Hazrat Ali he says that had deen been based on our logic not that it is without logic that's not the case there's 100% wisdom in every command of deen but had deen been based on our logic our thinking then lakana then the upper part of the leather sock that the bottom part of the leather sock that would have been more worthy of making masa on, on rather than the upper portion person is wearing a leather sock then on the leather sock it is permissible the khuf a leather sock it is permissible on the leather sock to make masa now on the leather sock he will make masa but where does he make the masa on in the time of wudu he is not obliged to remove that sock and wash his foot and for up to 24 hours if he is at home for 24 hours he can continue making masa on it there are various masail that pertain to it 
after having completed a wuzu and washed his feet, then he wore it. Now his wuzu broke. So now he's renewing his wuzu, he can make masa over it. But where does he make masa? He makes masa only on the upper portion. He doesn't make masa under it. Whereas, the portion that touches the ground while walking is the portion under. So outwardly, the logic of insan will tell him, that if you have to just make masa, you should rather be making masa under, because the dust etc. that's under that will get wiped out. On top that is hardly any, anything touched it. But the command of shariat is, Nabi Salaam thought to make the masa on the top, not under. So if somebody goes and make masa under, he is doing something against the command of Nabi Salaam. So our logic is not what counts. Now a person is going to ask why? So the why is what? What's the answer to this why? The answer to this why is simply the way of Rasulullah was to make masa on the top. That's it, full stop. Our responsibility is to ask what? What are we supposed to do? What has Deen commanded us? At this point in time, what should I be doing? I want to conduct my business, how? How should I do it? I want to conduct my nikah, how should I do it? What? How? That is the question. But why is this the command of Deen? That is not our responsibility. And neither do we have the capacity to understand the deep wisdoms in everything. This is in its place, but do we have the capacity? So in any case, a person who is totally content with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb, then he will submit to Allah Ta'ala entirely. And with Islam being his way of life, then he will be only asking all the time, what is the command of deen? How should I be doing this according to the command of deen? And accordingly he'll want to follow it. And he'll be totally happy about it. If somebody else seems to be so-called progressing in some way which is haram, he will be convinced that that is destruction. That that is destruction. If I do that, I will be destroying myself. And this person is also headed to destruction. No matter how outwardly it might seem that that person is having a grand time. And he is outwardly having to suffice on something very minimal. But he will be content and convinced that this is success. Because this is within the limits of the shariat, according to the command of Allah Ta'ala. And then the last thing Nabi Islam says, that the person is content with Nabi Islam being his Rasul and Messenger, who has come to guide him. Totally content. He's not looking for anything aside from the way of life of Rasulullah Whatever Nabi Islam has presented, that is enough for him. He is looking for nobody else and nothing else. He doesn't need anybody else's guidance and direction. The guidance and direction of Rasulullah is what he is taking. It's the way of life of the Sunnah. And everything he is totally adherent to the Sunnah of Rasulullah. So now the person who has acquired this, these three things, then Nabi Islam says, Zaqatamal Iman. He has tasted Iman. The sweetness of Iman has come. And now he has gained the love of Allah Ta'ala. And this love will now drive him forward. Then he'll now make his life according to the commands of Allah Ta'ala. According to the way of Rasulullah His mu'amalat and dealings will be accordingly. His mu'asharat and social life. That will be according to the way of Rasulullah And his akhlaq and character. That too will be according to what Nabi Islam has taught. He'll have this compassion in him, this kindness, this forgiveness, suppressing his anger, generosity, 
and this tolerance and all the various things that Nabi Islam has taught is what he'll be aspiring for. And day for day, this is what he'll be making an effort to acquire. So when a person has acquired this, now he has gained that sweetness of Iman. And he has gained that maqam of raza. And radiya billahi rabba. That maqam of raza, where he is now totally content with Allah Ta'ala. This is that same level that the Sahaba Ikram gained right at the very beginning. And hence they were given the title Radiyallahu Anhum wa Radu'an. That they already reached the maqam of Rada. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them. And they are pleased with Allah Ta'ala. So this comes by making an effort on our Iman, by keeping ourselves in the environments of Deen, by sitting and reflecting deeply within ourselves to take time out for this. We take time out for many, many things. The whole day we have time for everything. But to take time to ponder about what is my condition in terms of how close have I gone to Allah Ta'ala? How content am I with Allah Ta'ala being my Rabb? How content am I with Islam being my way of life? How content am I with Nabi Islam being my guide? Am I ready to take everything from direction from him? Has Abdullah bin Umar he is traveling from Makkah Mukarramah to Madinah Munawwara or the other way around, he's coming for Umrah and he stops at one point and he goes and just sits very briefly under one tree people thought that he went to relieve himself but then he came back almost immediately so they asked him that why did you stop? So he said no I had no need but once when we were on journey with Rasulullah then he had stopped at this spot and he had fulfilled and completed his need here so though I didn't have any need but in emulation of him I also stopped here now this is that complete adherence to this fine extent as Abdullah bin Mas'ud he is advancing towards the masjid and inside the masjid Rasulullah was there and there were many people who had just come in and they were still standing so Nabi Islam addressed them and said to them that sit down when he said to them sit down his voice reached outside the masjid where Abdullah bin Mas'ud was still walking still coming in as soon as he heard this he immediately sat down right there outside the masjid Nabi Islam saw him sitting there after a short while and he said to him why are you sitting you come in I didn't refer to you, I referred to those who were inside. But it was not possible for him to take one step forward when Nabi Islam said, sit down. That later if it becomes apparent that this didn't refer to me, well and good. But for now, Nabi Islam's command and I do something else, not possible. He sat down there and there. Now this was that zeal for ittiba of Rasulullah following in his way of life and everything to do the way he has taught. So as a result, they reached those levels of Iman, where Allah Ta'ala gave them the certificate of his pleasure while they walked on this earth. Radiallahu anhum wa So this comes by this reflection, deep down in our hearts, that how close have I come to the Sharia? How much of the Sunnah have I adopted in my life? How much of Islam am I adhering to? 
Am I cutting corners? Am I compromising? Am I now making all kinds of changes to suit myself? So when a person will reflect sincerely, deeply within himself, this will create a conscience. This will create a consciousness. And this will make a person now start making positive changes in his life. When this is done regularly, daily, short while also, but he's deeply reflecting. And is associating with those who have this love of Allah Ta'ala. Learning the love of Allah Ta'ala from the pious, staying in the gatherings of deen, in the gatherings where Iman and Yaqeen is being discussed, where the strength of Iman is being spoken about, and how to liven this Iman, when he will go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, make an effort on his Iman, sit in the gatherings of deen, then in time this is something that will liven this Iman, but entirely, not selectively. That we take something and leave something. Certain things, very fine. And certain things, I'll do what I want. In the masjid, I'm a super A. And in my business, then leave it to me. I'll do as I want. That is selective. And that is not deen. That is something that we're doing for ourselves. And Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with that. But wherever we are, whatever our situation is, whatever sphere of life, Everything we are concerned about the obedience of Allah Ta'ala and the ittiba of Rasulullah Sallallahu then such a person who has gained this sweetness of Iman, then this is the ticket directly to Jannat. Then such a person, this is his ticket directly to Jannat with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. So may Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we make an effort to acquire the sweetness of Iman. We reflect upon this within our hearts. And together with this reflection is this constancy on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. This constancy on remembering Allah Ta'ala. Repeatedly taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. This creates the love of Allah Ta'ala. And for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala to keep crushing one's haram desires. Whatever haram desire comes, something that comes to distract one, some distraction to look at haram, to listen to haram, to speak haram, then the person is suppressing that. The person is crushing that desire and not going anywhere close to that. This becomes the means of this love of Allah Ta'ala getting generated and this nur getting generated in the heart. And then the sweetness of Iman comes and this drives the person towards those things which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give all of us a tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll make zikr for a few moments, minutes and then make dua inshallah. It's reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this refers to is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of doing righteous actions and give him the tawfiq and ability to stay away from haram. This is something to be done daily on our own, in our own time. This is for the purpose of encouragement that we are doing it here now. But this is something to be done daily. We'll do it for a short while. But this is something to do a hundred times daily. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. When saying La ilaha, to bring to mind at that time that everything that is a distraction, all the sin, all the wrong, all the evil, all the vice, everything we have taken out of our hearts and thrown it aside. And illallah, there is this nur, this light that is settling in the heart, which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. Recite <coughs> the Thank you.
ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah Ya Allah, indeed we are most sinful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the major and minor sins we have committed, Ya Allah. There is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are begging your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins of the day and night, Ya Allah. Forgive the sins we've done deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, show your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, show your blessings on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the hardships from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the poverty from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our ill deeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all this is the effect of our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us of those amal that bring down your adab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the sweetness of iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the sweetness of iman. Ya Allah, Allah bless us with taqwa Ya Allah, Allah bless us with khashiyat Ya Allah, Allah bless us with your love Ya Allah, Allah bless us with your love Ya Allah, Allah bless us with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Allah bless us with the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Allah bless us with Ya Allah, the love of the Quran Sharif Ya Allah, bless us with the love of salah Ya Allah, bless us with the love of the effort of Deen Ya Allah, Ilahul Alamin Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us Ya Allah, Allah you guide us and protect us Ya Allah, Allah you protect every mu'min Ya Allah, Allah protect the life, the iman. The life, the honor, Ya Allah, the wealth, the property of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You safeguard the believers, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you safeguard the believers, Ya Allah. Allahumma ansuril Islam awal Muslimin. Allahumma ansuril Islam awal Muslimin. Allahumma ansuril Islam awal Muslimin. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the temptations, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you keep us on sirat mustaqim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us on sirat mustaqim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on Tawbat al-Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on Imani Kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their covers with Nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Get them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, grant afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in worries, depression, anxieties, Allah, remove it and grant afiyat and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, enable us to follow the sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, let us be means, a means of comfort to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the day of Qiyamah when he sees us, Ya Allah. Let him be happy to see us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah 
allow us to have the Mubarak water of Kawthar from his Mubarak hand, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Allah save us from becoming a means of taklif and pain to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begged for, Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good, whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we also seeking refuge, Ya Allah, Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب